So welcome back to The Expert Edge. Today we're talking all things productivity. In fact, my previous life used to be teaching productivity. I don't know if you know that. I know now I teach a lot of speaking and selling from stage, but my previous life used to be actually teaching productivity and I had the chance to roll out productivity programs in some of the biggest companies in the world. People, companies like Coca-Cola, Fuji Xerox, Hewlett-Packard, um, many large government organizations, and I'm going to share with you some principles that uh, have completely changed my life. Like I said, that's what I used to teach. I used to teach productivity. And this is going to be really, really useful for you if you would consider yourself to be naturally creative. So naturally more right-brained than left-brained. I find that these, I, I'm going to share these principles. And when I created our, all, our previous program, Productivity Academy, I created them from, from the perspective of, I want to build something for people who are who are not naturally organized. Like they're not naturally highly disciplined. Maybe they've learned it because they've had to to survive through being an entrepreneur, but they're naturally creative. They're naturally more right-brained. They're naturally more artistic. They love the artistic flair of what they do and the content creation. That's that's what these principles I'm going to go through are for because that's what I designed when I used to uh, have our productivity uh, academy. That's what I designed it for. So, uh, if you have a chance, like this today's today's pro, uh, podcast is going to be phenomenal in terms of practicality of you using tools and stuff. So make sure that you've got a pen or a pad or your, get your notes out in your uh, notes app when you're going through, if you're going for a walk or a run, uh, because it's going to be super valuable. And so let's talk about how you can dramatically improve your productivity as a coach in your coaching business. You are listening to the Expert Edge Podcast. This is the place where experts come to command the stage, position themselves as authorities, and scale their business up. Get ready to access your next level of potential with your host, Colin Boy. So let's talk about productivity. Uh, I think that being productive or knowing how to manage your time effectively is one of the most important skills as a business owner. And I know for me, whenever I'm working with uh, any of my clients, the more they can find a niche or an audience where the, where the people value their time more than they value their money, I find that that's a really good audience. What I mean by that is, you know, one of one of my clients works with doctors, right? And so doctors value their time more than they value their money. And it's not that they don't value their money, but what I'm saying is like their their time is more scarce than their money. Now, what happens is if you find yourself in a place where you value your money more than your time, you usually like really at the start of your career. Now, that's totally fine. But what I've noticed is in my journey and in the people who are who are who grow and have success in their expert businesses, they get to a point in their career where they value uh, they value time more than they value money, if that makes sense. And so even when they don't have a lot of money, they will even uh, invest, invest money and it feels like they're going backwards, right? I've done this before. I know for me, when I first started out, I invested money and it felt significant and it was significant at the time. I remember my first coaching 
program I ever did in this industry was a $15,000 investment over about uh, 18 months. And it was a big significant commitment for me. So, so, but the thing was, is that I knew that I needed to value time more than money. I needed to value skills. And so it's not just time, it's actually skills is what I needed to value more than money. So I invested my own money that I didn't have at the time, to be honest. I used to put it on a credit card. I'd pay it off each month, right? I'm not paying, I don't believe in um, paying credit on a credit card, but but I, I would cash flow it, right? I would pay it off each month and I invested the the money to get the time and the skill back. And what happens is there's this tipping point that occurs is when you value time more than you value money, eventually this tipping point happens where your time ends up becoming more scarce than your money. Does that make sense? So in other words, the money ends up growing in your business because you valued your time and your skills so much. And so this conversation I think is poignant because uh, when it comes to building an expert business, if you don't value your time more than your money, it's going to be a very long road to growth. Now, I'm not saying do something stupid where, you know, like get yourself in crazy debt or anything like that. I'm not saying that at all, right? You have to make smart decisions for yourself. But what I am saying is that I know for me, when I first started, I was willing to invest money and it felt like I was going backwards, but I knew that 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 was going to end up moving me forward in the long term. I've heard Alex Homozi talk a lot about this as well, where he talks about like the idea of you know investing in you rather than the S and P you know five hundred. He you invest in the S and P me, um, which is that that idea of like growing your skill set. So I want to give you three ideas. In fact, these three ideas come from one of my uh, one of my previous signature programs, um, which was called Productivity Academy, it was actually the main program that I sold for about six years, and we, we've done millions of dollars in Productivity Academy. In fact, you know, thousands and thousands of people have done this around the world. I've had the privilege to implement these strategies in companies like HP, uh, Coca Cola. Um, you know, many large other organizations around the world, a lot of um, government organizations when I was living in Australia used it. And the strategies I'm going to share with you are just, uh, they're proven. These and, and this is what's really good about today is if you're naturally not an organized person, what I mean by that is, I know for me, I built Productivity Academy when I built it originally. I built it for people who are not naturally organized. Does that make sense? So I'm naturally a bit more right-brained, like I'm a bit more creative. And what was happening was I'd done all these different productivity programs at the time, like David Allen's stuff and different people around the world and even some of Tony Robbins things. And, and they're all great. Like the principles are great. The problem was is that the way that they had designed them for me just didn't really work. I, fe I felt like there was too many like little steps and actions that I needed to take. And it actually just became like more overwhelming using some of their processes than it, than it, than, than if I didn't have a process. 
And so I I set aside like a whole bunch of, it took me about six months to create Productivity Academy. And I, and I really like spent the time to go, what are the things that work for me as a creative-based entrepreneur, as a creative individual? And so I designed the Productivity Academy and, and, and this, is what's, this is what came out of it. So let me take you through three ideas from what I used to teach in Productivity Academy and see how you resonate with. These three ideas have changed the game for me. They've fundamentally changed the game. So the first big idea is this, is that in, in, each, in, in your day, rather than seeing your day as you know, an eight, eight hour block, um, you should see your day as a series of short sprints. Now, short sprints are essentially short periods of time where rather than, rather than like I said, just working, working on things to do throughout the day, you actually set aside a really specific period of time, and I'll get into that in a second, really specific period of time where you focus on one very important task, distraction-free. And so a sprint is made up of three core things. You ready for this? A sprint is made up of a clear task. So a very clear outcome. So for example, for me, let's say a clear task is to write uh, a, a weekly email, right? Let's say that's a clear task for me. I wanna write a weekly email, right? Really specific, clear task. And what I do like to have is when I write my clear task out, it needs to have a verb. So it's not just, I don't just write weekly email. I say, I say write and complete weekly email. Does that make sense? So I, I literally write the verbs. There's a, there's a lot of study that's been done around using different language when you're writing out a task. I literally write the verb. So I, I will write down write and complete weekly email. Okay, so that's the, that's the task, really clear task. The second key element to a sprint is a distraction-free environment. And so this is a big one. In fact, I know for me, sometimes, you know, when I'm coaching people, I'll be coaching them in the conversation and all of a sudden I'm hearing these like dings going off. And they got dings from emails getting sent, dings from little reminders coming up, dings from all these sort of things. So what I'm saying is for me, I think reduce all of those and essentially cut them out for this period of time that you're focused on this specific task, right? And this, by the way, works really well. If you work from home, this is one of the easiest things you can do. If you're working in an office environment, there are some hacks with that. Sometimes you can even have a look. Uh, we used to have like a sprint. I used to teach like a sprint system. So like they would actually have like a red flag or a green flag. So in other words, if it's green, you can come over. If it's red, like don't come over because I'm sprinting, right? And so... Basically, you've got to create a distraction-free environment. So for me, that is, I, I, I have to close my emails down. So you close your emails down, right? I will, I, will, I will turn my phone on airplane mode, right? So there's like no distractions. There's no calls coming through. There's absolutely nothing coming through that's going to distract me from what is actually occurring. And so when you've got a distraction-free environment, the, that's the second element of a sprint, right? So the first element is you need a clear task. The second element is you need a distraction-free environment. The third element, this is really key, is you need a set time frame. 
Now, some people say to me, Colin, I've done a sprint and I'll ask them, did you do a set time frame?" In other words, this is the easiest thing you can do. Grab your phone, open up the timer and turn on about a 50 minute timer is a nice, a nice time frame. I'll usually do anywhere between 30 minutes up to an hour as a sprint, right? And so you literally turn on a timer. And the reason why that's important is when you turn on a timer, it increases the motivation that you have to get this task done. And, and what's great about sprints as well is that if you have tasks where you don't like doing the task, and if you do a sprint, what it does is it amplifies the uh, the hustle. It amplifies the intensity around doing it. And in your mind, you're going, you know what? I'm only doing this for 30 minutes, right? Like maybe you're doing, I don't know, receipts or something, or maybe you're doing something that isn't as like stimulating, but it's just a part of your job. Like it's part of something that you've got to do, right? Set a timer and go, okay, I'm going to do this for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever it is. And then make it almost a game, like try to get it done in that time frame. Now, some people will say to me, oh, that's, this is kind of like the Pomodoro method. The Pomodoro method is like you kind of work for a bit and then you break, work for a bit and you break. And it's, it's kind of like that. But for me, it's like Pomodoro 2.0 because it's these three things. It's a very clear, a very clear outcome written in a verb. It is a distraction-free environment. So you turn off all notifications, all notifications. You, By the way, you should never have anything on your computer that dings or pops up or, or comes up on your screen when an email comes in, by the way, or a Facebook, a Facebook message or an Instagram message or any sort of message for that, for that point. Like there should be no distractions on your screen. The only thing that should come up on your screen, by the way, are calendar reminders. And they can come up, you know, in the right-hand side or bottom, whatever, wherever you got them set up. I wouldn't do a sound for a calendar calendar reminder. Calendar reminders are the only notification, by the way, that I have turned on on my entire phone. Other than, I've obviously, I have text messages, calendar reminders, and phone calls. They are the only three notifications that show on my phone. And when you do that, it fundamentally changes your productivity. So I'm giving you an extra. This is a, by the way, this is a separate principle that I used to teach in Productivity Academy as well, with the, which is the idea of don't try to get focused, reduce distractions. It's one of the mindset principles that we teach, right? And so, but this comes into this idea of a sprint. And so this is what I want you to do, is I want you to tomorrow, uh, when, when you're getting into your workday, at some point, I want you to do one or two sprints. Can you can you that, do that for me? So I want you to be really clear. This is what you do: is you write down a really specific outcome. So, like I said, it could be uh, write uh, you know it could be write sales page. Okay, write sales page. You turn off all distractions, and then you set a timer, and you work for that time. Now, when the timer goes off, have like a little break. Have like five minutes or something like that. And this is what's beautiful what happens is when you have a really clear outcome and a distraction-free environment, you get clarity. So you can actually think clearly, right? And you know exactly what you're doing. And when you have a distraction-free environment and a set time frame, it gives you enough time to move into flow, right? So that, that state of like deep thinking and flow, 
And when you have a set time frame and a clear task, in other words, rather than thinking, oh, I've got all day to get this task done, you're like, no, I've only got 50 minutes to get this done. What happens is, is it creates hustle. You see that? Like this is a whole like Venn diagram that I usually create. And you can see it in your mind, right? So it's set time. So it's a clear task, distraction-free environment and set time frame, And that creates clarity, allows you to go into flow and then it creates hustle. And that, my friend, is a sprint. Boom. Honestly, that piece of IP has created a lot of money for me and a lot of money for my clients, right? Who've done previous, previously done our Productivity Academy, right? And so hope that, hopefully this is helpful, right? I want you to, can you give this a go, right? <laughs> You're getting this like just right here, right now. It's so sick. Okay, that's the first one. The second, the second uh, secret to productivity I want to share with you is to theme your days. So a lot of people talk about theming their years. I actually love to theme my years. So this year for me, the theme is optimized. That's the theme for my year that I'm focused on trying to optimize my business and you know improve the quality of it and so forth. So, um, and the systems, like it's like a systems year, right? It's like focusing on systems, optimization, all that sort of stuff. Um, and so that's a great theme for my year, but I actually have themes for my days right? And so have you got themes for your days? And in fact, this is part of in our in our program, we, we do like this 90 day planner. And on the planner, it has this section where it's like write out the themes for your days. But do you know, what? you could literally just, you could just get out your calendar. This is what I do. I have it on my calendar right at the bottom. And I and I put it as like a day like a uh, so on Monday for me, is a team day. It's team meetings, team day, team optimization. That's my main contextual focus for Monday. So all our meetings, all our strategy stuff is all on Monday, right? And then Tuesday is marketing and content. And so I have marketing meetings on Tuesday. Now, it's not to say that I don't do other things on Tuesday, but it's this contextual idea that... Tuesdays is about marketing. Tuesdays is about focusing on the marketing efforts of our business, right? And then Wednesdays and Thursdays is about delivery. So I will book all my coaching with uh, our, our Self From Stage Elite Coaching Program where I do coaching uh, quite often throughout the month. It's always on a Wednesday for me, right? And then, and then if I do any other client work or any other um, delivery work, I try to book it on a Wednesday and a Thursday. So if someone asks me, hey, Colin, can we book in a, a coaching session, right, for some of my private clients, I'll say, yeah, cool. How does Wednesday or Thursday work? And so I'll go straight to those days, right? So what it does, it contextually sets it up. So sometimes I'll literally do like five hours, six hours of coaching, on one Wednesday. So it's all blocked out. I'm in that mode. That's all I'm doing. And same as Thursday. And then Friday is my CEO. Uh, It's kind of a blend. It's like CEO content design and strategy on a Friday, but it's mainly like CEO and a little bit of content. So right now I'm recording this on a Friday, right? This podcast. So it's like a lot of content I'm doing on a Friday. And so they are the contextual buckets that my week sits in. And so I wonder what it would be for you. What are the contextual buckets that would sit for you? For To be quite frank, you could use my, my 
my five buckets. Like that really works for me right now, but it does shift and change depending on what season I'm in and what, what's needed of the business, right? So that is, that is theming your days. That is theming your days. That's the second secret. The third secret, are you ready for this? The third secret is, now I have got a, I've got a template for this, but I'm going to explain to you um, the the methodology for it so that you can do it no matter what, right? Even if you don't have the templates and stuff. So essentially I have this template, it's called the daily output booster. And basically it's like this one page uh, structure of essentially designing your day every day. And in fact, I have it literally right in front of me right now. And I pretty much do it every day. And in fact, this has been a strategy that I've been using for about eight years <laughs> since I since I designed it, right? And for me, this this has just changed my life. But let me tell you the the, the strategy around it because you can do it on a spare piece of paper. You can do it on anything. The philosophy around the daily output booster is this. So first of all, you get clear on what the theme is for that day. I write down the theme for the day. So I'll write marketing, right? Whatever the theme is for the day. And also the theme for the, the season or the year. So I write the theme for the year. So I'll like, so for today it's like, I'll write content and then I write optimize. There's something about for me writing the bigger theme that just reminds me of what it's all about. So I just write down what the theme is. The second thing I do is I organize five tasks that I want to focus on and get done for that day. Just five. Now, I've got to be frank, usually I have about 15 things that I would want to get done for the day. But I start with five. I don't start with, excuse me, I don't start with 15. I start with five. And the reason why I start with five is five for me is such a magic number. I've seen people teach where they say, you know, just have one thing you want to get done that day. For me, like that doesn't really work. I'm like, it doesn't get me focused enough on the on enough activities. So one doesn't work. And then people said, oh, it's all about three. And I so and I love three. I think three is a great number. So I was like three, but three wasn't enough. I was like, I've got so many things to do. Like three, I'm like, I get through three by like, you know, within about two hours. I'm like, three is not enough. So, but I found that five is a really good number. So what I do is I write down the five things I'm going to do. And I don't, I don't work from a long list. So I have a long list, by the way, of all the things I need to do. So that you might use your Asana board for that. I, I to be honest, use a workbook. I literally just write every week, I write down all the things I want to get done that week, right? But then every day I work off my daily output booster, or you could just work off literally like a sheet of paper where you write the five things that you want to get done that day, just five. Now here's the secret, here's the secret. You ready for this? Not only do you have those five things, but you have to write the five things with a verb at the front. Remember I talked about the verb at the front. So in other words, don't don't write down newsletter. You write complete newsletter today, or it could be write, write engaging newsletter. You could even have some descriptive words in there. The more descriptive and the more verbiage you can get, verbalization, <laughs> it's not even a word, right? The more of that you can get into your, uh, in, into the task writing, the language of the task, the more clear motivated your brain will be and your emotions will be to get it done. 
So you make sure you write a verb at the front. You get it, right? You're, you're smart. You get it. <laughs> you get it. Um, so you've got the verb, the front, and the task. And then you're ready for this. This is the second part of the secret of the, writing these. You, you organize, you, on the five list, you write which order you're going to do that list in. I know this seems so simple, but what people do is they stop after the list. So they write the list that these are the five things that are going to get done. But they, then they don't go to the next level and they, and they don't go, okay, what is the best order for me to get those done? Now, I change it up sometimes. Sometimes for me, I'll like, I'm going to do the most difficult thing. That's that whole Brian Tracy, you know, eat the frog thing. Eat the most disgusting thing you've got to do right at the start. Get that done. Then your day's, you know, a win no matter what. Sometimes I'll do that. But sometimes I just feel like doing some simple, quick wins. Like sometimes there's some small things that I'm like, I'm just going to knock these off, right? And I know I can get them done very quickly. Now, by the way, <laughs> what tends to happen, and this is a whole nother principle, which is usually it takes twice as long as you think something's going to take, right? So that's just a general rule of thumb. And if you get it done in the time that's allocated, that's like a win. So the second part of this principle is you've, so you've got the five, you've got the five things you want to get done for the day. Then you write how long, sorry, you write the order, right? So that, so you, if you visualize this, you might write five things from top to bottom, but then number one might be the fourth task that you've written now. Like you might go, okay, actually, I want to do number four first. So I write one next to the fourth task, and then I'll write two and three, wherever, whatever the order is. There's something about deciding on the order that whenever you get lost throughout the day, you can come back to that order very quickly and get back on track. So some of you guys get distracted way too easily way too much in your day, which by the way is normal brain, like that's your normal brain, that's your normal brain, how it works, right? Gets distracted. And um, then you come back to your list, right? Of the five things. And then not, it's not just the five things, you've already got the order worked out. So then you go, oh, I'm up to this one. So that's what's beautiful about this. And then there's the, 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 the third part of this secret is, so you've got the verb task, You've got the order and then I actually write down how long I think each task is going to take. And so I'll write 30 minutes, 20 minutes, half an hour. And usually like I'll allow myself a little bit more time than I think because usually it, it, it takes longer than you realize. So this is the five, you could call this, you know, the five most important things each day, just five. Now, once you've done those five, celebrate. Like that's a great day. That's amazing. You've got five important things done. Then you can obviously go to your longer list and pull another or a couple of other things that you want to throw onto the list. But for me, if I can get five things done in a day, it's a really good day. And this mentally helps me to just feel better about my activity, helps me to feel better about my momentum and, and everything that I'm doing. So let me do a quick review, right? So far, what we've gone through so far. We talked about the idea of sprinting. Can you do that? Give that a go. Sprinting. So it's not like seeing your day as a whole day. It's sprinting. And for me, as a rule of thumb, if I can get two good sprints done a day, that's really good. If I can get three, that's excellent, right? So one is like a baseline, two is really good, and three is excellent. If I could get three sprints done, like three 50-minute sprints in a day, that's a phenomenal day in amongst everything else I've got going on, right? So it's three really clear times of doing deep work and focused on, on key work. The, the second thing is theming your days. So rather than just theming your year, theme your days. What are your days about? And putting them in your calendar 
putting them in your calendar. And the third thing is this idea of focusing on five is, and we use the daily, I use the daily output booster, but, but you know, it could literally just be focus on five things each day. You write it as a verb, you write the order it's going to be in and you write how long it's going to take. And that will help you to get focused, clear and motivated on what you're going to do. Now, first of all, if this has been valuable, take a screenshot, share it on social media, tag me, I trust it has. Now, I also, I've been thinking about this and I wanted to kind of bring these key ideas. And like I said, I, the Productivity Academy is, is an older program that we used to sell. But the cool thing is, so I just shared three principles. Three, these are three tools of about, there's about 25 tools that we use in the Productivity Academy. And I was thinking about you guys and I was like, Dan, I was like, I feel like people would actually want to use this thing. And I also, you know, for me, this is not a main part of our business. Like this is not a main part of what we do, right? We, I don't teach productivity anymore, even though you can see like these principles are still super relevant, like incredibly powerful, right? And, and I was like, I'm sure there's a lot of people who would consider themselves creative, not naturally organized like me, but want to know how to prioritize their time more effectively. So I wanted to do something like super special for you guys. Um, if you really resonated with this, and you would love to get access to the Productivity Academy, then what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a coupon code on the Productivity Academy for you guys and give you 50% off. Now, this is, I don't know how long this is going to last um, because I'm not going to run this forever. But if you've liked this stuff and you're like, Colin, I'd love to get access to the whole thing. Like, I feel like this would be so valuable. Then if you go to productivityacademy.co, so you just type it into the URL. I'll put the link in the show notes, productivityacademy.co. And you go to the checkout and put the code COACH, C-O-A-C-H, and you'll get a 50% discount on the productivity category. I've never done this before. I've never, I, I, by the way, I never discount really anything, right? Any of our core programs. But for this, this is like a, an older signature program that is still 100% relevant, but it's not, it's not my main focus for my business at the moment. And so I wanted to like do something where, first of all, I didn't want to give it away for free. The reason why is you, you give it away for free, you're not going to value it as much. But I wanted to, but I also wanted to like honor you guys that you've been listeners. You've probably been listeners for quite some time. And so I wanted to do a 50% discount. And I don't know how long this is going to last for. Um, so I would go over and check it out, right? Right. It's, it, this is not a big investment, by the way. It's not going to be a big, big investment. So you go and check it out. Uh, put in coach at the checkout. You can get 50% off the Productivity Academy. Honestly, the Productivity Academy is my goal when I created it similar to Self from Stage Academy, was to create the most robust and comprehensive productivity program on the planet for creative thinkers and naturally people who would say they're naturally unorganized, right? Or naturally creative people. That was my goal. And that's what I think I achieved. It's the reason why it sold so well when I was focusing on it. And so if you're interested in uh, checking that out, just go to productivityacademy.co. You can see it there. There's, there's various options and so forth. Um, and use the code COACH at the checkout and you can get 50% off the Productivity Academy. Uh, and I think you're going to love it. I, I Hand on heart know you're going to absolutely flipping love it. So, um, hey, I hope this blesses you guys. Love to see you inside the Productivity Academy. You'll see, do you know what's funny? Uh, if you decide to join, 
you'll see the videos of me because I, I, I created this, you know, a couple of years ago and uh, I look pretty young in the videos. I have no gray hair at all, right? <laughs> I don't have the, I don't have the silver fox going on <laughs> on my hair. And uh, it's funny looking back at it, but, but like the content is solid. Like I said, like this is content that some of the biggest companies in the world brought me in to implement and they loved it and used it all throughout their organizations. Uh, and it's gone to thousands of entrepreneurs. We, we started selling it to entrepreneurs and it's gone to thousands of entrepreneurs as well. So uh, it's it's phenomenal for you. If you run a coaching business, I use all the principles um, in my business and it helps me to prioritize my stuff. So head on over, check it out if you want, productivityacademy.co. Use the code COACH on the checkout and you'll get 50% off. Uh, bless you guys. Hope this is amazing. Make sure you are subscribed for all access to different bonuses and things like that that we give away on the podcast and just cool content. Bless you guys. Appreciate you all. And we'll speak to you really soon. Why is it so hard to know what content to include in your speeches and webinars? Knowing which ideas to keep in and what to leave out is the difference between just getting claps or signing clients. If you're really serious about making your content highly persuasive, make sure to download the Persuasive Content Builder while it's still available. Go to www.persuasivecontentbuilder.com and get your step-by-step -step formula for designing and delivering content that connects with your audience and moves them to join your programs. Until then, we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Expert Edge.